Hello everyone, my name is Shanae Jones and I am your resident certified sex coach. You are listening to D-O-Y-O-U-K-N-K-Y, which stands for Do You Know the New Kinky You? In this installment, we are reading from Mirror of Intimacy, Daily Reflections on Emotional and Erotic Intelligence by Alexandra Katakis and Tom Bliss. This is the ASEC 2015 Book of the Year, and ASEC stands for the American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. So as we've talked about, this is a daily reflection, and we are on January 14th. Now, again, this book was the ASEC 2015 Book of the Year, and as of this recording, it is 2022. And I believe that the year is less relevant than the practice of having a daily reflection where we look inward to our beliefs and concepts and feelings regarding these particular topics. And today we are talking about difficulty. And so the way that this session works is that I will read from the book where there is a quote and then there is the author's passage. I will give you a few seconds to kind of ponder and reflect on what it is that you've heard me read from the book. And then I will give you some insights on what it is that I took away from it. Hopefully, if you agree with the authors or agree with me, because again, there are times if this is your first tune in that I don't always agree with the authors. And even when I dissent, I will acknowledge, you know, where it is that we connect and disconnect and you know, there will be moments where you may agree or disagree with me and or the author. So I also do a weekly summary that I post on YouTube so that if you have commentary on a particular episode, you can go onto our YouTube channel and provide your feedback there on our summary video. So starting with our quote, we must embrace difficulty and change if we are to create a fulfilling life for ourselves. If a boat is not rocking, it's not going anywhere. Yehuda Berg. It can be difficult dealing with the world, which stymies us with constant, unpredictable obstacles. It can be difficult dealing with inner worlds, too. Our brains, bodies, thoughts, and feelings swirl in a constant flux of neurophysiological and psychological reaction and regulation. Of course, We've outgrown many challenges. If we went back in time with our current abilities intact, how simple it would be to ride that bike, bake that cake, or hit that home run. Yet these and similar activities weren't always easy. Other difficulties remain challenging forever, such as battling an illness or balancing inner truth with our outer circumstance. We must learn the crucial difference between facing difficulties in order to resolve them and fermenting difficulties out of compulsion, such as seeking conflict in a relationship. Sex and love addicts seek out complications for a thrill. They know that life's normal satisfactions never last long enough, but the rush of unnecessary friction, there's nothing more effective to resurrect the ego and distract from reality. So how do we face difficulty with grace? It helps with a trusted partner. Knowing we share problems may not make them any easier, but it makes them bearable. Through sharing our difficulty, 
we learn to listen and receive, which is what life in love is all about. Through the delicate act of intimacy, we can bear our most indelicate burdens to heal yourself from perpetual feelings of hopelessness and persecution let your difficulties be the guiding light to the inner growth you seek they bring the opportunity to practice acceptance and loving kindness to affirm connection and courage to summon endurance and true purpose these precious virtues manifest only through effort all that we know express and become springs from great difficulty through difficulty we never stop evolving to greater levels of being so what are your thoughts on what the authors had to say about difficulty you know take a couple seconds did there anything that stood out to you from the reading you know for me there were a couple of triggers that you know again i get generally what the authors were saying and you know closer towards the end you know i was able to translate for myself what it meant to me but there was something in particular that kind of stood out um well two things prior to me getting into the the summary of the crux of what it is that I believe that they were mentioning. And so the first was other difficulties remain challenging forever, such as battling an illness or balancing inner truth with outer circumstance. You know, I don't think that those things are potentially forever difficulties. You know, I think that, you know, in life that some of us have things that we have to deal with that are more challenging than others but at the same time it's all about perspective as well so you know things are difficult when we choose for them to be difficult so you know and there is a difference to me between difficult and challenging so people seek challenges you seek to be engaged in a way that makes your brain process and makes your body process things in a different manner than what is always easy. So, you know, if you perhaps, and this is an example that's floating around in my head, if you are a person who is blind, you know, someone with sight might say, oh, I feel sorry for this person. They're blind and they can't see how, you know, hard life must be. But at the same time, that person who is without sight, you know, has a different perspective on life. They see the world in a way that people with sight will never be able to. So the perspective is, do they go through life being down and sad and depressed because they're blind or do they embrace the challenge and work to navigate the world in a way that makes sense for them? So for something to be a forever difficulty or forever challenge, I don't accept that if you are, again, willing to put in that work. If you're willing to put in the work and make those accommodations and adjustments so that those difficulties become just challenges that you have to work a little bit harder to to get through, but without having to succumb to the things that make difficult situations perilous, then we are in a better position to be able to navigate the world and deal with them. The other part from the author's reading that kind of bothered me a bit was that 
sex and love addicts seek out complications for a thrill. First, uh, just to, to note that the term sex addict or even love addict, porn addict is not included in the DSM-5, which is the most recent uh, psychological uh, publication that spells out how disorders are, are classified. So for instance, sex addict is not included because there is no empirical and scientific evidence to support the claim that there is that sex addict sex addiction is a real thing but because it is a, a popular euphemism that people can quickly relate to and we have a lot of celebrities that have uh clamored to associating themselves with this title, you know, typically it's because you want to relinquish responsibility uh, for something, for an act that you have done. So if you watch porn, then you, and then you claim that you have an addiction because it's now not necessarily become a complication for you or a challenge or difficulty for you, but because it's become a difficulty and challenge for those people around you. Now, the psychologists that study this, you know, they do agree that there are some points that have to be denoted out loud in the fact that those people who suffer from or are self-diagnosed sex addicts, the criteria has to meet uh, certain points where that activity has to be prolonged for over six months and the activity has to uh, be causing you strife in your life, meaning like you're having serious uh, delinquencies and inabilities to maintain proper relationships or meet your social obligations or you having difficulty at work where you are potentially losing jobs and relationships and things like that. So there are things and, and, and that those things are causing you distress. Now that's where the difficulty comes in because those things are causing you distress. And the researchers have shown that the majority of people who are feeling this way usually come from a religious background where uh, sex and pornography did not have uh, sex positive connotations. They were very sex negative and you should not do this or you will get pregnant or you will die or you will have a disease or you will ruin your life in general. So those moral conflicts create difficulty internally where you are enjoying something that from a moral perspective, you're not supposed to enjoy. So therefore it's creating internal turmoil for you. And the best way to reconcile that turmoil is to proclaim to be a sex addict and look for ways typically through 12 step programs like AA and Narcotics Anonymous, where you're going through, which is also a religious based uh, program where you're using those steps to try to uh, rectify your challenges as a quote unquote sex addict. So I don't necessarily, I'm not the scientist behind it, but from the arguments that I have heard, you know, I would prefer to refer to sex addiction once it is actually classified in the DSM or use whatever terminology scientists and psychologists figure out is most appropriate to encapsulate the 
characteristics of this particular uh, suffering that people are experiencing. So overall, when we go through life, things can be difficult. Life is not easy. We will be presented with challenges. There are things that we're going to go through as human beings. We don't have any choice in it. It's part of life. So the beauty about having difficulties, one, the book did say having someone in your corner that you trust, that you can be able to talk through to and through with these things. Um, Having a community around you always gives you support especially if you have a community that that is supportive because sometimes we have people in our lives that ain't shit so we we're not going to rely on those people but for our supportive community you know we are going to look to them to help guide us when we are going through difficulties but with the understanding that you know we get through it you know we get through it life ends when we stop so when we stop going through it that's when you know, we die, you know, so as long as we're living and breathing, we need to keep moving through life with the expectation that things will be better on the other side. You know, there are people that say God doesn't put anything on us that we can't handle. So accept that if you're going through it, you know, it's a part of life and that, you know, just like, you know, we're in COVID still right now, there are things that we have to accommodate and adjust. And as difficult as it may be, you're strong. You can get through it. And if you need somebody to to talk to, especially when it comes to, well, from my regard, if there's any difficulty that is impairing your sexual relationship, that is impairing your ability to be a sexually healthy adult, you know, I am available to work with you or provide you guidance, maybe with us, another resource to be able to help you through that. So difficulties happen. Um, they are a part of life, but again, nothing that we can't get through. So my name is Shanae Jones, your resident certified sex coach. You can follow me across all social media at D-O-Y-O-U-K-N-K-Y. I believe the Instagram account has a 2.0 behind it, but if you follow the first one, you'll be able to find it. You'll also be able to visit the website, D-O-Y-U-K-N-K-Y.com. There's a lot of great things there. Again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Please, thank you, thank you, thank you. Feel free to leave the comments on the YouTube video, and I will see you. Oh, like, subscribe, follow, all of those great things, and I will talk to you again tomorrow.